Hey everyone, I've got some exciting news. We're unlocking Southpaw Deep Space Nine Season 2 and making it available for everyone on our public feed. But if you love our work and want to be the first to listen to Season 3 as it's being released, head over to Patreon. There you'll find break-free versions of past SDS9 episodes, Southpaw and Fight Study, and our other bonus show, Fighter's Brew. You'll also find our Liberation Martial Arts program, which is exclusive to our supporters. It's for beginner and advanced martial artists, as well as people just looking for fitness and rehabilitation. It's a gentle, wholesome, and embodied approach to training. Lots of individuals, trainers, families, friends, collectives, activists, and organizations are already using it. So if you want to support our work and get early access to all our great content, including Season 3 of SDS9, go to patreon.com slash southpawpod and join our community. You can also go to southpawpod.com and find the links there or on our show notes. Thanks for listening and catch you soon. This is Southpaw Deep Space Nine Season 2, where we analyze Deep Space Nine and Star Trek from a political and historical lens episode by episode. I'm watching DS9 with fresh eyes, and Scott is the veteran Trek fan. We are discussing Season 2 of DS9, Episode 25, The Tribunal. It's the episode before the season finale. When I'm feeling fancy, I call the second to last episode of a, of a season the penultimate. Uh, now, Scott, can you tell us about this episode? Miles and, Ke- and Keiko get ready for a vacation. So as they're trying to get ready for the vacation, Miles goes out of his way to be annoyed and help out and keeps on coming back to be a pest, walking on the promenade. He sees a guy named Boone. They were old shipmates on the Rutledge. Boone lives on the Cardassian side of the DMZ, which we talked about earlier in the McKee episodes. And Boone has shown that he has recorded Miles' voice. That will probably not show up later in the episode. Keiko and Miles are enjoying their trip, except Miles has brought work with him a bunch of electroneering stuff like that. Miles so is like, oh, well, maybe we should go back and get Molly and we should get the cameras and blah, blah, blah. And Miles is, is going to work while there. And, and then he's like, oh, wow, I'm being whack. That's whack. Let me stop doing that. So he puts on some music that Keiko likes, Minazaki, Koto, and they start working on a, on a romance, except they get taken over by a Cardassian vessel run by Gull Evik, who we've seen earlier before, and he is to be taken to trial. They take Miles to Cardassia Prime and beam 
Keiko back to Deep Space Nine. On Cardassia, Miles is forced to disrobe and is asked to make a confession. He is in somewhat of a torture station situation. Miles says his name over and over and over again. Mokbar, the chief archon, admonishes the Cardassians for treating Miles like this. The cell is called the circumstance. Mokbar says that Cisco and all the others won't be able to talk to him. They won't reveal the charges. See, in Cardassia, the trials are already decided before they happen. Miles is guilty and will be executed next week. The goal of the trial is to find out how the crime was made, how it came to happen. And only Keiko can be there on Cardassio crime, but they actually allow Odo to come because he's been involved in Cardassian judgments before, so he's able to be something. And uh, Miles meets conservator Kovat. He comes to help him as a lawyer. He said, and he explains that they use the convictions on Cardassia to inspire people, that people watch these. He says, the purpose of the trial is to demonstrate the futility of behavior contrary to good order. Just spell it out loud, huh? It's all a circus. It's a show. On the, on the station, on Deep Space Nine, plenty of evidence shows that, that Miles may have been up to something. Weapons have been stolen and were transported. A bunch of phasers, torpedoes. His voice is recorded as getting him into his quarters. The, the weapons did disappear, and they're, they're saying that the Maquis may be involved because the Maquis are around. Odo is working for the Cardassian court and is asking questions. The name, the title of his job is a Nestor, and he's like, I want a fair trial, and everyone's like, yeah, that's not, that's not what happens. Back on Deep Space Nine, Jax finds anomalies in the voice recordings. She realizes that it's a fake. They, they can sense only a few Maquis on the Deep Space Nine. One of them is Boone, Miles' old friend, who had recorded his voice. If you catch my drift, Cisco calls to find him, then go back to Cardassia. The trial starts. Miles is asked to confess. He refuses. Keiko is order, offered to testify against Miles and disown him. And she says, no, this is a popular move in Cardassia where you can sort of distance yourself and betray the people you love. And Odo tries to present evidence to the conservator who says it does not matter. Odo points out that the case must be moved out of Cardassia. The Archon won't accept evidence. On the station, Boone feigns ignorance about what is happening as Kira and Sisko question him. Bashir finds out that Boone is not even a McKee because a bunch of people show up to his quarters with guns and they're like, yeah, Boone, Boone got nothing to do with us. We didn't even try to steal those weapons. And they disappear on some Batman style. On Cardassia, Odo keeps on trying to object uh, and ask about where the sources are coming from, but the gulls are like, we don't, we don't reveal this stuff. And this is the longest trial that has ever happened in Cardassia. And then we see that Boone is detained. Miles won't testify and is forced to speak. He is asked about his Cardassian xenophobia, which he has recorded before. And he, he does open up to it. Yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, I said some bad stuff. And he loses his temper, but he states that he is innocent. 
in a part that was a little confusing to me. The Archon, while finding him guilty, releases Miles into Federation custody. Turns out that Boone was a surgically altered Cardassian trying to make the Federation and the McKee look bad, but it backfired. And in the interest of not humiliating everybody, they end the trial. And Miles and Keiko finally get to go on a vacation where Miles doesn't bring his work. This is another whodunit episode where it's the person behind the person behind the person, like the collaborator episode. And there's other thematic connections with that episode, which I'll touch upon. But first off, whenever I see a Miles O'Brien episode, I'm like, is he going to get killed or tortured? Or cloned or something, right? And this time, the answer is both. He's sentenced to be killed and they torture him. And it's another episode where Keiko is in the familiar role of the Ransom movie. Give me back my O'Brien. Why are they always doing this to the O'Briens? Get Bashir in there sometimes. Switch it up. Why are they always fucking with Miles and the family in general, you know? My wife was like, why is Miles the punching bag of Star Trek? Can't he even take a vacation? He's a foil. Now, this episode is definitely space Nazi vibes with a lot of Marathon Man movie influence. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad it had levity and that it was having fun with itself. That's what, for me, made this episode. And even though this episode is standalone or at least feels standalone, there's continuity with the previous episode, like I mentioned, the collaborator, because here, Kira is like, we need to seek the truth, even if it makes Miles look bad. This is what happened with Vedic Boral and Kaiopaka. So I like that consistency that Kira has changed. It also makes me think how different this show is from The Next Generation, because I feel like that show was more black and white. And if they said they did it for the greater good, then that's it. Case closed. But as you always point out, DS9 was a departure from that because it dealt with the gray. And that's why we love it. But also, yeah, this episode is not a super mythology episode. However, it does have callbacks to previous episodes of the season. But it's like, it's like a three. I give it a three. Now, as much as I like Bernie Casey as a guest star, I loved Fritz Weaver for different reasons. He made this episode for me. He played Kovac. And he was both funny, evil, sweet, nuanced, and gray. He's like the bad defense attorney who does his clients dirty. And a lot of that wasn't in the writing. It was in his acting. This was also another deep fake episode. The second time Miles was deep faked and sentenced to death. It happens. (laughs) The deep fake problem is getting real, not just on DS9, but also in real life. There's currently a deep fake problem on Instagram and Facebook where people are hacking people's accounts using all of your videos and photos and feeding it into AI, then making deep fakes of you, shilling crypto scams and God knows what else. I mean, even from our last recording, the AI deep fake problem has gotten only worse. So even in the future of Star Trek, deep fakes are fucking shit up and even they don't have a good solution. I can only imagine how bad this will be in the coming years. This is also another episode where different characters get paired up and get to know each other. This time it was Odo and the O'Briens, and I like that. 
that DS9 is not just investing in developing the characters, but also every individual relationship. You don't just get to learn about the character. You don't just get to learn about the character interacting with the usual characters. You're getting to see different mashups. It's only going to get better from here, man. The best is yet to come. The other thing I liked was that the space Nazis, the space cops, the Cardassians, are also shown as shitty TV execs who also only care about the ratings. Like I said, the TV execs are the real cops on a TV show. But this is just reality TV. This is now. From deep fakes to reality TV and exploitation porn and true crime, all the things DS9 paints as dystopia is now. DS9 was Black Mirror before Black Mirror. And everything they painted as dystopia, capitalism was like, hey, that's a great idea. Why does it do that? Because so much of what makes dystopia is exploitation for the sake of profit. That's capitalism. Capitalism is dystopian. Every dystopian idea, capitalism will do. This episode, like many other episodes, hits different after 9-11 because what happened to the O'Briens was and still is happening at Guantanamo and other black sites. There was the whole U.S. torture program revelations that happened after DS9. But the administration that ran that program never went to jail and was never punished. If you're at the very top of the U.S. empire, regardless of what you do, you never get in trouble. Then what is more corrupt and authoritarian than that? Especially when no other country can even say shit. I feel like the U.S. looks more like Cardassia after the show ended, after we had 9-11 and after all the things we know now about the U.S. So if we did this show as it was happening, we wouldn't have the same reads because we wouldn't know as much about the U.S. We also see O'Brien's bigotry, which you mentioned, and it comes back in this episode to haunt him. But he's also changed a lot since those episodes. Again, like the previous episode, we see character growth. Also, being a bigot and being guilty of a crime is not the same thing. This episode was about what's known as a kangaroo court, just pawns of a bigger political game. This happened during the U.S. invasion of Iraq, these kangaroo courts. I highly recommend the podcast Blowback if you want to know about Iraq and about this topic and other parts of U.S. history not taught to you for the quote-unquote greater good. Again, whenever someone says that, the greater good, I'm like, greater good for who? The answer is always rich white people. Not most of the time, all of the time. The only variation is sometimes it's just for rich white men. Also, pre-deciding something legally and trying to rush it through to get to the verdict is called being railroaded. Yep. This is something railroad companies did to get property or land they wanted or laws they wanted passed or overturned or when they wanted a worker convicted of something. And this continues not just in courts, but also in Washington with how bills are passed. You don't need to look to Cardassia or Germany. Railroaded is an American term because it's a very American thing. Scott, did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, I found the Cardassian court stuff to, to be hilarious. Um, did you hear, have you ever heard about the jurisprudence fetishist? No. They got off on a technicality. 
<laughs> now, Scott, can you tell us a bit about the next episode? I'm not going to tell you too much, but I will say that it's a season finale. It's called the Jem Hadar. And who are the Jem Hadar? I'm sure it's not important. Until then. Ta-da-da-da.